All right, it is May the 5th, 2022. Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. That's their Independence Day, right? I thought it was Mother's Day. Sunday's Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> they drink okay. a lot today, that's all we know. All right, um, you guys will hear the air conditioner in the background. I'm going to put the recorder closer here to me. Uh, let's go ahead and join hands and we'll pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this assembly. We pray for Bob tonight. He had had a touch of food poisoning, and he's hopefully healing up from that nicely. Just pray you be with him and bless him and be with Dot, where she's had ear. One of her ears is hurting her. Uh, for Gary, our friend, continued blessings. For uh, the Stan Taylor family in Charleston uh, on his loss. For Marcos, his son's salvation uh, friends of the study and podcast Vassy and Linda and John and Ruby they always pray with us Chuck Knipp blessings Marta and Charles Alex Rocher Gary and grandchildren leaders to do the right thing Bob Eric Ted unsafe family members America Reverend Davis and family. For Ray and Judy. And Ray's feeling a lot better these days. And Lord, we thank you for that. And Judy, too, is, is doing better. That's a blessing. Pray for all lost souls. People you know that don't have Christ. Just remember them. And remember them in prayer that witnesses would come. But also remember the saints. Pray for one another. We just pray, God, that the truth would come out about so many things that the media has lied about. And Lord, we hope that the Supreme Court really will reverse that abortion bill. We're praying for Carol and Eames, Reverend Davis and his family, and uh, our troops and the police force. Praying for Janice, for the peace of God. For our children and grandchildren and our pastors for boldness. God be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Democracy is over uh, as we know it. Probably over, overthrown. That's what the news is saying. Democracy is over. And I'm kind of glad because we don't live in a democracy. Yeah. Oh, they're worried about the, the Roe v. Wade thing. Well, the, yeah. Well, we don't live in a democracy. Like this, put your fingers on this side, your thumb on that side, and you just push it The handle halves do this. You see that? You have to unlock it the same. There you go. Uh, we're going to turn to First John. Don't put it close to your face. Here's your Bible for us. First John. And I got the NIV open here. <laughs> okay it uh, begins chapter 1 that which was from the beginning which we have heard which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hands have touched this we proclaim concerning the word of life the life appeared we have seen it and testified to it and we proclaim to you the eternal life, 
which was with the Father and has appeared to us. We proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, so that you also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. We write this to make our joy complete. So the Apostle John is going to emphasize right off the bat, I'm going to tell you about the Word. It's capitalized in this version. The Word of Life. And he's telling you about Jesus Christ. And he says, we saw Him. We, our hands touched Him. In other words, this is not hearsay. This isn't something that went through the telephone game rigmarole. We were with Him. You know, one thing that's impressive about this is it's said a couple of times in the Gospels that John leaned upon the Lord's bosom. Yeah, yes. What, when it, just when they were chatting or something. Yeah. And he was obviously very close because Peter asked him uh, to, to say, did he say is it who it is that betrayed him? You know? Yeah. So he's obviously very close to the Lord. Yeah. And a young man. <clears throat> That's right. Verse 5 says, This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, His Son, purifies us from all sin. Walking in the light, walking with Christ. I'm kind of in and out of it, to be honest with you. I, I mean, it's easy to kind of get caught up in the world. Our truck broke down Wednesday. It's over at the Napa store. The pulley came off of the water pump. The fan went crashing into the radiator. Yeah. Uh, so we had to call for a wrecker. And so I'm just sitting there thinking, is this something I've done wrong? <laughs> but I knew in my spirit it wasn't. Not that time. I do a lot of wrong things. But this was just something that happened. This is something that happened. It's a 32-year-old truck. I can always tell when God's punishing us for something or trying to get us our attention because two trucks will go down at the same time. You, you know when there's like two down at the same time? That's something. You gotta <laughs> confess. Yeah, we're gonna talk about confession of sins here. But, um, you know, I had to think about it. Because... Jerry and Christian were over at Hillsville, so they were out of town. Uh, almost called you. But it wasn't. <laughs> huh? Wednesday. But I didn't. I didn't want to buy I figured you'd be at work. I actually was, but yeah. usually I'm not at work, so that's weird. Yeah, well. Uh, not on Wednesday, usually I'm off. We just had to get a ride uh, from the Napa store um, up to the range. So my friend Mark, he was off, fortunately, and he he came down and picked us up and 
we threw all of our junk in his truck and he took us up the hill but it went well I didn't I didn't get out of fellowship about that um, I mean yes we're going to probably end up with a pretty good repair bill on this thing plus the towing but it's uh, it's life especially life when you drive old vehicles yeah <clears throat> So I, what gets me out of fellowship? Still cheaper to buy new Oh yeah, you can't hardly even get new ones now. They got a 2014 sitting down here at Huff. Thirty-five thousand dollars. Thirty-five thousand dollars they want for. Uh, we keep getting handwritten letters. They, they want to buy, buy my car. Oh yeah, yeah. And they they're willing to give me five grand over Kelly Blue Book value. Kelly Blue Book value is twenty-two grand on it. So that's what twenty-seven. I it, when I bought it, it was only twenty-four. So you can and sell I paid it. ten down, so I literally owe twelve thousand on it. I could sell it to them, finish paying it off, and still buy a car and not you be in debt. Could. I'm this close to doing it, but yeah, at the same I time, like I really like though. my car. Yeah. Well, it's got a brand new catalytic converter on it. Yeah, because. <laughs> okay, so, but you know, there's things that can get you out of fellowship and uh, walking in the dark and instead of the light. Christian was listening today to a sermon about um, the demon oppression and they come around and they're familiar spirits and they come to families that they're familiar with now if you're saved if you have the Holy Spirit of God in you they cannot possess you and, and actively overtake your body to do their bidding they can't do that but they can come around and discourage you or strike fear into you or anger, make you very angry over little bit of nothing. They can put in you a very unforgiving spirit. And to forgive doesn't mean you have to like the person. It just means you don't let it bother you anymore. You don't give that issue any real estate in your mind. It's just off of your desktop. I forgive it. Because forgive is also, the word is a theomai, and it's used for divorce. In uh, 1 Corinthians 7, it's the same thing as divorce. Divorce yourself from that matter, from that issue, so that Satan doesn't get a foothold. And giving him footholds by walking in the dark and letting his demon minions trouble you. You know, David's walking around shaking hands, nobody there. I think he's actually seen a demon. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. You know, uh, there's. What we're going to see is he, he can probably see a demon. Well, let's read a little more. Verse 8. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. We sin. We are in the flesh. We sin in big ways and in little ways. Some people do sin more than others. You should be, as Reverend Davis pointed out, getting better at not sinning as you as you go on through life you should be <clears throat> getting better at it 
not worse and not staying the same. Verse 9 says, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's a nice verse to have. 1 John 1 9, if we confess our sins, He'll forgive us, He'll purify us. But what is confess? To say the same. The, the uh, Greek is homo legeo, it means say the same. You know, homo in Greek means same. Um, legeo. Say the same thing as God says. If God says it's wrong to harbor a grudge, or if God says it's wrong to lust, or to... He says not to fear. Fear is just... Dr. Charles Stanley put it this way once. He said, fear is nothing but unbelief and disguise. You're you're afraid of something. You're afraid God doesn't have your back in all sides of you, in your front. So if we get into one of those frames of mind and we get angry, we have to confess it. Chuck Swindoll talked about this uh, pastor he knew that was on an airline flight somewhere. It was late over. He was waiting in the airport, and he got a little bag of those famous, famous chocolate chip cookies out of the vending machine. And uh, he uh, went to the waiting room to read a magazine or a book, and there was a little table between him and the lady beside him, and he said, all of a sudden I heard my cookie bag rattling and she tore it open and just ate one of them and I thought that took some nerve and he said so I just looked at that and I reached down and grabbed one out and I ate it like this kind of trying to reclaim this this is mine and he said and she ate one and he said this went back and forth till there was one left she took it out of the bag and looked at it and saw that was the last one and she broke it in half and left me half and she ate the other half. Well, he called her flight. He says she got up and left and I looked at my carry-on bag and I had put my cookies in my bag. <laughs> so he said I was just boiling with anger that somebody would do this, have the audacity to act this way. But she didn't feel that way. She... uh was so kind she split the last cookie with him. And so he he was feeling like a hypocrite. You know, uh, I'm supposed to be preaching the Word of God and teaching the nature of Jesus Christ and, and that we are to follow in, in, in the way that he has laid out for us. And, and I'm just boiling mad that this woman's stealing my cookies. And what kind of a person would do this? You know, him. He got mad. And, and uh, wasn't any reason to. Verse 10. If we claim we've not sinned, we make him out to be a liar, and his word has no place in our lives. 
I think a lot of people don't come to Christ because they think that, well, I've got to somehow be perfect. I've got to get everything in order. I got to stop cussing. I got to stop drinking. I got to stop smoking. I got whatever. That's not the case. That ain't how it works. One minister said once that some people think, oh, I got to get all cleaned up before I can come to the Lord. I, he said it's as if you need to take a shower. And he said, but Jesus is the shower. He is what cleans you. And it's an ongoing process. Because we are really kind of, we're like little kids. You can clean us up, and the next thing you know, you're a mess. Bubble gum in your hair, and Lord only knows what. What Paul says about what Abraham thought to the fourth chapter of Romans. What shall we say that Abraham, my father, pertaining to the flesh, what it was, what it was found? For if Abraham was justified by works, he hath therefore to glory, but not before God. Yeah. In other words, he's a good man. Yeah. But he could not show his works before God. He could glory in himself for doing a good thing. You do get glory for that, you know, when you do a good thing. Uh, people praise you a lot of times. Yeah. That's your glory, but it won't get you into God's family. That's it. No, our uh, our pass into the presence of God the Father has been purchased by Christ, who took our punishment. It's been paid to He said on the cross, paid in full. That's what that means. It is finished. The the English translation is what he says. It's finished. I've done it. Chapter 2, my dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. That's a very troubling verse for Calvinists because John Calvin taught limited, limited atonement. Jesus only died for the, quote, elect. Uh, that says he died for those who believe, and he even died for the ones who did not believe. But their debt was paid. They just did not accept it. They didn't acknowledge, you know, Sometimes you meet somebody, uh, they don't want to take anything from anyone. They won't let you give them something that they don't feel they've got to reciprocate. And I think with some folks, it's not necessarily they're trying to be good and do the right thing. They don't feel, yeah, they want to be in debt. They don't want, you know, someone to have given them something. And they didn't give it back, give something back. They you wanted know, that to that analogy you used about prison and the people getting out, that was a great analogy. <clears throat> yes, uh, uh, forget. 
it might have been David Jeremiah was talking about, <clears throat> you know, it's like the all the prison jail cells are opened. The doors are open. You're free to go. But then some people sit there and don't get up and walk out. Oh, this is a trick, or this sounds too good to be true. I'm not going anywhere. And then one says, well, I, who, who, who authorized this? Well, the warden. The warden said, you're all free. I don't believe there is a warden. I don't think there is a warden. There's no such thing. Um, yeah, it was interesting. If he was, why would he keep us in prison? Yeah. And the other guy says, I'm here, I'm waiting on the king of the ocean to deliver me. Yeah, that, well, there is a king of the ocean. He's the king of the universe, too, turns out. But uh, he don't accept that. All right, verse 3 of uh, second chapter First 1 John. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. He wants us to keep his sayings, to love one another, to forgive. We are commanded to do that, to love one another, to forgive, to be kind, to be kind, to be generous, generous to the poor. We're to love mercy other people but hell you don't see them get in trouble even though there are enemies so to speak yeah yeah I I guess I got out of fellowship just yesterday not over our truck breaking down but I was thinking about my friend Mark's truck and that guy sold him that truck knowing that it had a total lost title it apparently had been in a flood or who even knows what so Virginia won't license the truck and he didn't disclose that he did not disclose that so I'm just sitting there thinking I wonder what section of hell you'll end up in buddy you know used car yeah well this was an individual it was uh it was off Can you of a, not look at the title and see that? Well, we well think you just don't think if somebody would do that to well, you. Trey's had lots of people do that to him. That's the only reason why I ask, because he's caught on to it. Yeah. And we had one guy try to sell me a um, Honda Civic, uh, and he ended up going a lot cheaper than what he was asking. So right then we knew something was wrong. But he gave me the title for me to sign. Yeah. It wasn't even in his name. Mm. <laughs> It was in his brother's name. He claimed that his brother sold it to him. I said, then it needs to be in your name so I can buy it. He kept saying that Virginia would do it. Well, Trey's dealt with it many times. Trey said, no, they won't. It has to be in your name. Yeah, it was in his brother's name that he signed the title. He, yeah, that's, you yeah. Can't, that, yeah, so we knew something was wrong anyway. What did he do, sign his brother's name or his own name? No, he signed his own name. But it wasn't yeah, even so in his name. Yeah, that's trash. exactly. Oh, yeah. And Trey tried to commit, tell him about it, and he just argued with us about it. Like, I really defense yeah, the, it. Yeah, the brother probably knew nothing about it either. But you know, we they, look at people like that, and we say, what section the hell are they going to be in? But actually, that will not put them in. Right. The just stuff you do, don't put your hell fail, in. Failure to, yes, exactly. It's not moving. 
Right. But then when you do believe, and you do have saving faith, hopefully you don't sell somebody a total lost title. Right, not tell them. Yeah. Hopefully you would, he says, you keep his commands. One of his commands is to do unto others as you'd have them do unto you. He says, if you don't keep his, his commands, you're a liar. You're not. You're not in Christ. That's what that scripture says. It is, it is sobering to think about that. Oh right? yeah, because you go down those lists of there's a there's a you know Paul as a Peter has a bunch of lists of things that people outside of Christ do, and you go down that list and you start saying, wait a minute, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean I've done a lot of stuff in the past I wish I hadn't done, you know uh, trading off a gun that I knew it wouldn't work right. I will never do that again. You know, this guy has this YouTube channel, God, Family, and Guns, he calls it, and he went over a list of 10 worst guns I've ever owned, and he went down the list and given reasons why he didn't like them and why he got rid of them. Well, this one wouldn't go through five or six shots, and it jammed. So I traded that off. That's an interesting, Mr. Preacher Man, because he fancies himself a preacher. You traded that off. What if someone gets that gun and that's all they can afford and that's the only one they got and they load it up put it in their nightstand and need it one night and uh, it doesn't work. You don't do people like that. You don't. I have traded stuff off that I knew didn't work. Years ago, I regret I did it. We are to treat others as we would want them to treat us, he says. I'm going to read that last one again. Uh, Verse 4 of 1 John 2. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys the word, God's love is truly made complete, in him this is how we know we are in him whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did of course could I trouble you for some water I'm dry as a gourd we have this right here yeah it's soda water About a teaspoon. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did to live as he did. Jesus had compassion. He was loving. He was forgiving. He still is loving. He is still forgiving. He does have standards. If we are trying to do right, I believe God acknowledges that. 
and even if we mess up here and there, we're covered by His forgiveness, His forgiving nature. We confess our sins. Verse 7, Dear friends, I am not writing you a new command, but an old one, which you have had since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard. Yet I am writing you a new commandment, or a new command, its truth is seen in him and you, because the darkness is passing, and the true light is already shining. When Christ is in you, He's the light of the world. It changes you. You begin to think about things differently. I used to be pretty pro-abortion. As an atheist, I was debate a Christian about it. I said, what happens? That baby got a soul? I said, yes, the child has a soul. So that was that soul when the baby's aborted, I would say, that uh, it goes to the be with Jesus, it goes on to the Lord. I said, well, that's, that's, a, that's a win-win right there. You don't have to live this hard existence here. And for all the things that can go wrong in human life, just save that baby all that trouble. I hate that I made that argument because most of the time they didn't really have anything they could say back that made much sense. The real issue there is that is either a living soul or it isn't. And you don't know 100% sure that it's not. And I had a discussion with someone on word of mouth yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you did. Were, yeah. You were actually quite respectful. I was really proud of you. Mm -hmm. I had to delete Jeff Fox's comments off my post when he decides to comment on my friends and call them names. Well, what? I didn't call anybody names. Oh, you did. You're Jeff Fox. <laughs> I, I, Courtney. I, yes, you did. You called her a retard. And so I deleted what? it because she was really, she's a really sweet person and she was just trying to come at a different angle. I don't even remember that. It's about schools pushing drugs on their children. Oh, okay. I deleted okay. it as soon as you posted it because I don't want her to see that. I think I remember that. Yeah. Was she defending the drug? No, she was just coming at it from a different angle, just saying that, you know, I even forget what she said, but she was she was very respectful, but yeah. Forrest had to come in there. I'm sorry, Jeff Fox had to come in there <laughs> and say something very rude and degrading and sorry. mean to her, and I didn't think she deserved that. So I well, I was trying to be her. polite because I really... Polite. Well, I thought that was... A, a woman, it's it's actually Jimmy, Jimmy Runyon. Runyon. <laughs> I mean, Kim Deals, Jimmy, Kim Deals one of his. Is on, on the mouth, that's Jimmy Runyon in the burger account. Who's Jimmy Runyon? He's a liberal from over this way, but we like him. Yeah. Wait, that's a burger account? Oh, oh yeah, I think Kim, no, Kim Deals. Because I was like, I read the whole post before I even saw the I'm pretty sure that's right. No, well, I know it's a burger for, for one of those liberals, but uh, I think it's Runyon. But I know it's a burger. Okay, back to Bible study. Yeah, in this whole chapter that we've been going through, when he, there's four or five qualifying things in there and talks about if you do this and you're not that. Uh, is Who's he talking to? Christians? Is he talking to unbelievers? Uh, people that want to be Christians or empty Christians? I think, false Christians? you know, I was talking to 
a friend yesterday about some, another person that where that other person might actually be in his walk towards salvation. The there's an outer court of the temple, and then there was an inner court, mm-hmm. and then the holy of holies in the Old Testament. Outer court, inner court, holy of holies. The only way to go in the Holy of Holies is you have to be the priest. Right? Now we are a royal priesthood in Christ, so we can go where we go into Him. And He in us. Yes. And that's in John chapter 17, the Gospel of John. We're in Him. He is in us. That's a little tricky to understand. Not claiming I fully do, but someone that's just on the outer court they're okay I'm a Christian yeah you know God man upstairs yeah you know as soon as you hear someone say man upstairs you're listening to someone who's not saved yeah Yeah. they don't know him Um, they would prefer that he stays upstairs and not interfere with their lascivious lifestyle sometimes but uh, you know so I, I told my friend, I believe that. I mean, I, I think he'll come to come to salvation in Christ at some point, but he isn't there yet. <clears throat> and um, in any event, uh, I'm going to move on through here. Uh, I'm trying well, to remember. He addresses chapter one. He says, "My little children," uh, and then he offers a lot of these cautions and if you're doing you know if you hate your brother uh, you're walking in darkness yeah you know? so um, sometimes it's confusing to read that and think well is he talking to a bunch of people that are unsaved or is he talking to people that are saved and are just uh, messing up or immature I would say he's probably addressing the outer court and maybe yeah. the inner court, uh, they're not saved yet. They don't see there was a, in Acts chapter nineteen we see that Apollos was going around preaching right. without the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He did not have the Holy Spirit. Uh, without the Holy Spirit, without being changed and feeling that God connection, um, you're not saved. But it's a it's a drawn out process for some. It was for me, you know. But uh, I think that he's addressing those maybe outer court and possibly even inner court believers. They are acknowledgers that are going through a sanctification process. Yeah. Because we're all, if you're a believer, you're going through a sanctification process. Yes. Throughout your life, Jesus said, "I'll never forsake you for for all." Leave, leave you or forsake, forsake you. you, yes. He also said that I have begun a work in you and I will continue it until the day of Jesus Christ. Okay, so if you're a true believer, you're always coming up against these things that, wait a minute, that doesn't seem right to me. I don't feel right about that. What's what's happened? The Holy Spirit is saying that to you. Yes. You know, and, uh, and, and it is a long process. I've been in it 48 years and I ain't even close yet. Well, we, it's a long process. We, we all do vacillate because of the, you know, the world that we're living in. Peter mentioned of Lot, 
he called Lot a righteous man vexed by the world that he was living in. Lot did a pretty rotten thing. Yeah. A couple of pretty rotten things. Off his daughters. Yeah. And then slept with them. Right? Well, it says they, he did they, they deceived him. They deceived they, him. Yeah, they deceived him to get pregnant. Yeah. But, but what he had taught them didn't seem to bother his daughters about going about that. You know, I mean, he, he, you know, he raised his daughters. What? How did he raise them? With the, with the morals of Sodom? Because... They seem to grasp the morals them. of Sodom probably corrupted yes. his family. I mean, yeah. it probably yeah. wasn't him teaching bad morals. That, it was yeah. probably just the place they lived was completely yeah. corrupted. Yeah, and you know when they when when they were fighting uh, the the shepherds, uh, lots of uh, lots shepherds and Abraham shepherds, and they needed to split up because they were having arguments over whose pasture and so forth. And Abraham said, well, which way do you want to go? And I'll take the other way. Whatever you go, I'll take the other way. And he, and, and he says, Lot looked at the cities, and he saw that they were well watered and fruitful, and there was inhabitants. And he said, he pitched his tent towards Sodom. Yeah. And, you know, we do that. We pitch our tent uh, <laughs> towards evil if we're not careful. And you choose the better part, you know, knowing that somewhat somebody's going to get the worst part. Yeah, I, I've shared this not that long ago, but I'll mention it again. We went to that Promise Keepers rally in Washington D.C. There's probably a million million. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, so um, we met at the Galax Pentecostal Church at midnight, and they had two tour buses ready to haul us all to uh, Washington. And they, they picked the newest bus they had and the oldest. The oldest was a, was a GM Buffalo. I don't know if you know what those look like, but they come up, and go back a little ways, and then it step up again and goes on back. That's what he was. So <laughs> I'm not going to name him, but I saw his face. He was near the front of the pack, and he couldn't walk any faster ahead for that new bus. You know, like, I ain't going to get, I ain't going to get stuck on that junker. I kind of liked the idea of riding the old bus. It was not comfortable though. But anyway, when time came to leave, the driver of our old junky GM Buffalo bus was there to take us back to down here. The driver of the brand new bus had a girlfriend in D.C., and he spent an extra seven or eight hours with her. And they sat on that bus that long before it moved. <laughs> so, you know, things have a way of evening out. Yeah. Well, you know, um, what, have you ever thought about what if uh, Lot said, okay, I'm going to take this side, and you, you, you take this side. And Abraham went to Sodom. You know what he'd have done? Because we know what he did. He kicked butt. Yeah, well, we see it the way it was written is the way it happened. Yeah. Excuse me. Didn't you say the toilet on the new bus malfunctioned? No, the one, our old bus. Oh, okay, no. It was really bad. And it was just gassing us out. Those guys in the back it literally had tears in their eyes. And finally we talked the bus driver into stopping at a 7-Eleven we bought four quarts of Clorox bleach. That's everything I had on the shelf. And dumped it in there, and that took care of it. But good day, but up until then. Was that coming back from Washington? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So maybe it would have been better to be on there if you was. We just wanted to get home. Yeah. yeah. 
some and the more you know what's going on in Vegas right now. What's that? They're having a, a nudist island club meeting there. And they're uh, the, I forget the name of it, something about the girls. Anyway, they were in South America and they had trouble down there because when people find out where they were going, they get canceled. So they come here and they've been welcomed for Vegas. But it's a nudist colony there. And you pay so much to get, to get in and go, and all going to be 50 people. Oh, whatever. And the nudist out there on the creek can join in with them. Oh. <laughs> so that's just how, 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 how far this country gets followed. Verse 9. We're still in 1 John chapter 2. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in darkness whoever loves his brother lives in the light and there is nothing in him to make him stumble but whoever hates his brother is in the dark in the darkness and walks around in the darkness he does not know where he is going because the darkness has blinded him There's an interesting uh, correlation to that in First uh, Peter, the second chapter, uh, that lines right up with, with that. Um, it's talking about um, uh, living a life of God, and it says, uh, when you don't, as a Christian, then you if you don't let these precepts like brotherly love, kindness, gentleness, right. some things like that, if you don't inculcate, inculcate them into your life, then as a Christian, you become blinded to the truth and you don't know where you're going. Yep. It's the same thing that he's saying over here in John. Yeah. Loving your brother. Having mercy on others caring about others. And if you don't, you're not in the light, and you're not in Christ. Yes, this uh, does read a lot like it's a warning to people who have made a hollow profession of faith in Christ, but have not. The deal has not been sealed. The Holy Spirit they still lack. Verse 12, I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known Him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the Word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, 
the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Now that NIV in the 16th verse, read that again because that's got something interesting. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has, do, has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. That's the lust of flesh, pride of life. Is that what it says in the KJV? Uh, well, you know, it's got a different slant on it. It's pretty good. Um, the love of the world, neither the things of the world. If a man loves the world, the love of the Father. And then 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. But I like, I like what it said there. There are sometimes the NIV put something in, you know, I, just, you know, little places like yeah. uh, that the, the scripture is God-breathed, the NIV puts it. Uh, and if you look up the Greek, that is what the Greek is. Uh, but, you know, we compare everything to the King James to make sure yeah, we're not reading something that, because there have been translations well, the Jehovah Witness, New World Translation, uh, they changed all kind of stuff to go along with their fake religion. And yeah, it's a shame. Now that takes all the anti-gay yeah. verses out of it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, and also they, if, you, if they don't change the King James, they go back and write another book and refer to it, and more importantly, like uh, the Book of Mormon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Book of Mormon. What a mess. <laughs> alright verse 18 dear children this is the last hour and as you have heard that the antichrist is coming even now many antichrists have come that's an interesting thing to consider that verse mm-hmm. the last hour well that was written a couple thousand years ago going on how could it be the last hour It is for us all. At whatever point in history you have lived, people who have lived and died, it's the last hour. This is the time that you profess faith in Jesus Christ for your salvation because it's your last hour. An hour, it's just emphasizing the shortness, not 60 minutes. It's emphasizing the, the shortness. It's like the United States is in its last hour. For so certain, yes, it is. No doubt about that. This is how we know it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. That there is a great falling away from the faith right now. Many people are coming to salvation, but many people are leaving. And basically admitting to themselves and often to others that not really a Christian. 
not really a believer. Tried it, didn't like it. But that too has been going on since this was written. People come close. Oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Yeah, fellowship with you all. And fellowship with others. And I go to church here. And Next thing you know, they're not in church. They're avoiding Christian people. They went out because they did not really belong. Verse 20 says, But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you do know it, and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It is the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ. Such a man is the Antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father. Whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also will remain in the Son and in the Father. And this is what He promised us, even eternal life. I'm writing these things to you about those who are trying to lead you astray. As for you, the anointing you received from Him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as His anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real and not counterfeit, just as it has taught you, remain in Him. If you have received the Holy Spirit, He teaches you. You don't need to go to Bible college. There are any of these theological seminary places. Pretty much. You don't need that. You will get taught a certain way to believe and a big chunk of it will be false. Depending on the slant of the denomination you're attending their university. You just need the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. And even if you didn't have a printed copy of the Bible, by the Holy Spirit, you can listen and you can be saved. I mean, how did American Indians, Native Americans, get salvation? They did not have the Bible. They didn't have human missionaries. But they had the stars and they had creation. And they knew the ones who would reach out to the God who made it all. We're taught by His Holy Spirit. There will be many of them in heaven with Christ. He says He's not willing that any should perish. There are people still today that haven't heard this word. But... Psalm 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God 
They pour forth speech night after night. They can look at the heavens and be amazed with wonder. And they're hearing from God, the one who hung those stars. He looks on the heart. He watches us as we move through life. And he sees how we react to certain things. The story about the lady with the cookies at the airport. I'm sure that she was quite pleasing to God in how she decided that, you know, he wants to share my cookies, I don't mind. I'm not going to strike up a conversation, but he can have some of my cookies. That would have pleased God. What didn't please God was the fellow sitting there fuming because he thought those were his and just the audacity of someone and so on. So God looks at how we are acting and how we are living and he knows our thoughts. He knows our hearts better than we know our hearts. Some of the roughest folks out there, maybe even gang members, have pleased God at times in their heart. Some of the loftiest preachers in their Armani suits don't please Him because their God is money. One was bragging about being a billionaire not too long ago. Made a billion dollars on the backs of believers fleecing the flock. It's just unreal. The contempt that people like that must have for God. They live as though they don't think He sees them. Or that they don't think He would object to what they're doing. Verse 28, And now, dear children, continue in Him so that when He appears we may be confident and unashamed before Him at His coming. If you know that He is righteous, you know that everyone who does what is right has been born of Him. If we hear from the Lord, His still small voice says, you shouldn't have said that. You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't be thinking like this. You shouldn't have watched that on the TV or the computer. You shouldn't have looked at that. That's a good sign. That means you can hear Him because the people who are outside of Christ cannot hear. They just go right on doing what they do. I think that as the days unfold, the love of many is going to continue to wax cold. Jesus talked about that. Matthew 24. People, uh, when they feel like they don't have enough food and they want to blame those who prepared 
I'm going to blame them for panic buying everything. We have never panic bought. Never. You just put back a supply of what you believe you and your family will need. But it could get really, really dire in this country because we have been so spoiled by having so much. You know, even poor people in America, and there are some very poor people, they live better than the middle classes in a lot of other societies. People may very well start to revolt against those who they think have caused them their problems. I think it's time to pray more than we ever have for guidance, for wisdom. Just know that God cares for you and He loves you and your family. So He will provide. And some folks are and maybe they'll get the last laugh. So I'm not I'm not prepping, I'm not buying anything. God's gonna take care of me. Well, what if God told you either through a brother or sister in Christ or by his Holy Spirit, put some things away. We know that there were seven good years symbolized in Pharaoh's dream that Joseph interpreted. And there were seven years that were lean for famine. But they stored up for the seven good years when it was possible to do that. These big granaries. They found them. Did you all know this? They found, they, all these archaeologists, these eggheads, they find this and they don't even know what they're looking at and they're speculating, what's this? It was very clear. Those were the bins that the grain was stored in. And as they got on into them further, that's what they found. Wheat. <laughs> Wheat. Well, if, uh, if you take the position that God's going to take care of you, then why would you even have to go to work? Sure. I mean, he... A, a verse that hit me years ago when I first saw it was in Deuteronomy. And he says he'll bless your kneading trough, K-N-E-A-D, kneading trough, where you knead the dough, right? And that's if you're obedient. He'll bless your kneading trough. He didn't say, you be obedient, I'll go out there and plant that wheat, and when it grows up, I'll cut it for you and bring it in the threshing floor, and then we'll grind it, and I'll come in here and need that for you and you just sit right there and I'll bake it for you and I'll bring it over to you. The needing is an action verb, an operative word there, needing. You you will work. You will do something to gain your bread. The cow's not gonna come in and milk itself. No. You'd have to milk the cow to get the milk. So 
many people are telling others that, you know, put some food away. Don't get caught in this mess and standing in a food line somewhere. I don't mean like food line grocery store. I mean, don't get caught standing in a handout line. Or even just waiting to get the last loaf of bread that's on the shelf. Right, or fighting somebody over it. Um, now they'll fight over toilet paper. Just imagine mm-hmm. what they'll do over food. Food, mm-hmm. yeah. So fight over flat screen TVs on Black Friday. Yeah. I mean, they're going to fight over food. So you know, if you don't, if you don't prepare, you know, I mean, way Christian put it, if another friend, uh, it's like buying insurance. You really buy it hoping you won't need it. You buy it hoping you won't need it. But when you do, you need it. You do. What if you do buy a bunch of food and nothing happens? You know, I learned something. There is a solution down here that sells health insurance. Yeah. No one in there has any health insurance. Yeah. We don't either. Make sure. Most of us there don't, don't have health insurance. I don't have any. Well, oh. I'm either now. Can't afford it. I mean, well, crazy. Um, yeah. Well, and it can also be a liability yeah. because if a doctor gets a hold of a of your insurance card, you might as well give a crackhead your visa card. <laughs> they'll run you through. They'll, 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 you, don't yeah. have to go through. you know when? Um, uh, you know that? Oh yeah. When God uh, put Adam and Eve in the garden, they had an assignment. They didn't just sit around. Uh, you know. Looking at daisies and the sunset, right. they they had they had a job to uh, take care of the garden. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, they had they, to actually pick their fruit, food and prepare it. Sure. They, they didn't just come in on a conveyor belt. Get Cain and Abel's walking down the road and walked by the garden of Eden one day. One of the and said, "This is where we used to live until Mother ate us out of house and home." Okay. <laughs> you, you, you said milk a while ago. It reminded me that when I was in service, we all took turns to sort of keep an eye on one guy in service. He just to come back from home, and he was a fruit cake out of the, you know, he was pissed. It was my turn to take care of him that weekend, and I wanted to come home. So I talked to him and said, we came <laughs> end up here. He got up uh, one morning and Daddy gone out to do, do the milk. He brought the milk in, set the milk on the counter there. Bob looked at Daddy and said, What is that? I said, Milk. He goes back over and sits down and says, and doesn't say anything else. Finally, he figured it all out. And when he was eating breakfast there, he, he asked, he said, you don't have any black cows? <laughs> Chocolate milk? Yeah. That's pretty bad. Brown cows. <laughs> he did not know. <laughs> and something else, uh, he, he said, we don't learn the country. Where are all these things up here in the sky, the stars? He lived in the city for so long. He didn't know what they were. Did not know what they were. Let's uh, join hands and close to them. Tell you one other thing right quick before we do all right. In uh, Micah chapter 7, verse 2, 
It says that the good man is perished out of the earth. Yes. I always thought that was the rapture. It still could be. We talked about that. The word perished there is interpreted as vanished in some translations, and it can mean that. Yeah, but the church is raptured, lots of yeah, snatched up. Right. These people perish like in, in a war or whatever, or the Antichrist goes around and kills the last, the last people before he takes Maybe them. we'll pick that up next week if I remember to do it. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's close. Uh, Forrest, I'm going to have you close us. Okay. God, please forgive us of our sins and help us to be right in your eyes. Thank you that we can meet here every Thursday in, in peace for the time being. Lord, give us strength for the days ahead when we may not be able to do this in peace. Lord, give us wisdom as what action to take when that time will come. Be with everyone on the prayer list tonight, Lord, and just remember all of those families. Remember Stan Taylor's family in Charleston, West Virginia, as they're dealing with the loss of a good man. Yes. But we please be with all of us tonight and keep us all safe. And Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.